Welcome to the 5 Gen Podcast, where we share life's trials, victories, and celebrations. Together as a family, we laugh, we cry, we have intense fellowship, but most of all, we remind each other that we are God's children, and with Him, we are all loved and treasured. This podcast is intended to be a beacon of light to all of us who are learning to grow with God and grow with each other. We cover real, raw, and honest struggles that we as parents, spouses, children, friends, and siblings go through on a daily basis. Thank you for joining us for the 5 Gen. Hey, family. Welcome back to the 5 Gen podcast with our second season starting today. So today's episode is with my dear friend and fellow pastor, Travis Cattermas. And today we're going to talk about how words impact our lives. I think one of the most powerful weapons that we have as humans is our words. And if we're not aware of how we're using our words, we can really create some damage, not only in our own lives, but to those around us as well. So without further ado, let's go visit with Travis. Okay. Hi, Travis. Hola, how are you? Uh, well, I would say great, but I'm really tired. Me too. It seems like that is what a Thursday means this week is tired. Like, right. I believe right now, if there was a pillow in front of either one of us, we'd probably fall asleep in seconds. But, I'd be out in a minute, yep. But that's okay. We're going to focus, and God's got some amazing things today. He sure does. Okay, so Travis, tell me a little bit about yourself. Did you grow up here in Bismarck? I did not. I uh, was born in Dickinson. So mm-hmm. for those of you that are listening to this around the world, it's about a town about 100 miles away from Bismarck where we are here now. And through, yeah, all the way until, I'm not good with like certain dates and things like that, but mm-hmm. like. Like, there's a lot of my childhood, I have no recollection until, like, a sister or a brother says something. I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I totally spaced it out. Uh, but, yeah, it's through there until 18, um, probably was, tw- I moved here when I was 21. I just turned 21 here. Okay. So, but by all the formative years were in Dickinson, yeah. And you jumped right into New Song Church. Uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I, I mean, there's a lot of different, you know, story to this, and we'll touch base on some of it as we kind of move forward. But I, the purpose I came to Bismarck is I had to get away from Dickinson because mm-hmm. it's one of those things when you're trying to change your life and try to change what is in front of you a lot of times you have to change your environment Mm -hmm. so the the things that i was hearing the the words that i was speaking is needed to change so that whole so when i moved to bismarck i told god i said i don't want any friends unless they're christian i like i would not listen to any secular music or shows or anything I do now because I think there's a balance, but mm-hmm. I had to just shut it all. It had to just all be shut off. And so to fast from it. Just renew 
who I was and then so God could show me this next journey here. But I mean, there's a ton of stories up to that. But <laughs> how I got to Bismarck. Right. Wow. So one of the things that this podcast does, podcast, uh, sorry, everybody, I'm on sick brain. Um, so one of these things is that we walk through the issues of life. Um, even though we're a Christian, we still have our troubles. We still have our bad days, our sick days. Um, and so things that I like to cover on this podcast is um, parts that we struggle through and how God helps us strengthen us and walk us through our things. Sorry, I had to take those off. <laughs> There's such an echo in there. Um, anyway, so I, that's one of the things that I want to focus on. And I really think that um, between the two of us, we have um, really come to watch our words. And um, I don't know, I just, I feel like you and I kind of have the a similar um change of pace when it comes to God telling us how important our words are and and things like that so um <clears throat> yeah I when you think of like what I don't like okay as a as a believer like a lot of times when we we read the Bible like that we should be reading the Bible okay? mm -hmm. but what we what sometimes i forget is what we're reading is actually words that were spoken that just put on paper right yeah so there is there are certain things that when we're doing prayers or uh things there are certain things that will not happen unless we they are spoken out loud over something so if you think about even in creation right what did the, the Lord wasn't like, hey, stuff happened. Right. He spoke it into existence. So there's there's value in the speech of that. And I think especially with, like sometimes uh, I dealt with, um, I don't know, how, how do I say it? Like things where you're struggling with something but you'll say something kind of negative about yourself mm -hmm. and then you you stay in that zone right so what i've been doing and this sounds super cheesy but my i have a german shepherd and he's he's becoming an old man he's nine years old <laughs> uh, and but i've trained myself using talking about these words so he usually wakes me up about five in the morning right that's his special time to get me to go so he can go to the bathroom. But so I leave my door open on purpose. So he'll come in and because he doesn't, the punk doesn't like to sleep with me. So he, <laughs> he, he likes to stay upstairs. But when he comes in, my initial thought is leave me alone. Right. Every Because mm -hmm. you're waking up like I don't care who's there. You don't want them to be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I will literally say out loud. And this sounds weird, but I say out loud, thank you, Jesus, for my dog. And then I get up. 
and I, I and it changes my mindset instantly. I'm like, oh, I have a dog. I have, right? There's some. Right. There's just like there's these. There's value in that. There's like, oh, I have a vehicle. Thank you, Jesus. For mm-hmm. I should probably have told Titan that thanked Jesus for Titan this morning. He chewed a hole in one of my bags. And instead of thanking Jesus for him, I was like, just go to your kennel. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's, there's still consequences. That's right. still part of life. But right. But, but it was not a thank you, Jesus, that came out of my mouth. It was, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> See, I still struggle with it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> so Malachi is helping you change your wording around even. That's really cool. Um, I remember one of the things when I first started um, here at church and I was part of the discipleship program, I remember sitting one summer morning out on my porch and I was like hey God what do you have to say to me and the only thing that came out was the words of today will impact the generations of tomorrow and so um it just it it kind of it surprises me it surprised me at that point in time that it was something so simple that he had said but then at the same time, it was it was very complex, and I knew that that was a responsibility that was placed on me to watch my words um, and, like, really start taking an awareness of what my words mean when they leave my mouth and how they affect the spiritual and the physical realm around me. And I don't know, it just... It's a it's a work in progress for sure. I think, like absolutely, I think all of us, and especially those, if you're listening right now, as we kind of go through this, uh, I'm gonna tell you guys a story. But think of some things in your past where somebody has said something to you that still sticks out today. So I was dating. I was probably, I don't know why, but I got into. I, I started like in seventh grade. I got into a a serious relationship, like, and mm-hmm. we dated for three and a half years, and I know everybody's like, well, you're young, but we were, we were young, we probably shouldn't have, but it was for real serious, like, I just still think of it today as my first love, right, mm-hmm. and, but when we broke up, I was, that family is kind of my spiritual family that kind of helped me to go towards, like, the Jesus part of Christianity. I've always known there was God, but having the personal relationship came through the combination of my parents and then this family. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, I, when we broke up, uh, let me rephrase, when she broke up with me, <laughs> okay, it's okay, I need to own that. I need to accept that. But is, I was still in contact with their parents during, just because they, had a connection and something that the dad said was always stuck I had to walk through it actually through like prayer and stuff is he said because she was very she was the probably the most she was the most popular person in like girl in the school and like very high capacity mm-hmm. right? and one thing he said to me and this 
like I, I dealt with it, but it's still there, right? Is he said, you should date some, you should date girls that are less high maintenance. That you can't, you won't, you won't be able to handle a girl like her again. And he did not mean it bad. Though, and that's probably like the phrasing is not exact, right? Mm-hmm. But I heard it as you're not good enough for a top end girl. You need to take a girl that's just kind of okay. And that, even as I say this right now, I'm like, no, I've dealt with this. I've forgiven him. We've walked through this stuff. Yeah. That, no, we're supposed to pray that God leads the very high quality female. And if you're a female male to your life, like you want to have that person that's, that's striving. That's not, uh, that's not there yet in their walk. Right. Yeah. I type of a thing. So that has stuck out. So if, when you guys are listening to this, think of things in your past. If you haven't dealt with that, I did. I finally did it. I actually went through the freedom of Christ. Oh yeah. Uh, with somebody uh, a while ago. That's a great and, series. Oh, for sure. And that really helped me because it, I, I didn't even think that that was an issue until that day and we walked through it. But that word, if I'm not careful, I can bring that story up just like I did to you right now. And I'm starting to, I could feel the things, mm-hmm. but I know that that's not true. I'm of value. I am a different person in Christ. That per he is a different person in Christ. Like that I deserve high quality. I deserve, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that type of a thing that is, Words absolutely matter. Absolutely. And then watching them get lost in translation <laughs> sometimes sucks. My, <laughs> I don't know how many times, but um, my oldest son is, I, I always make fun of him and tell him that he's only listening with one ear and it's plugged. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's amazing how even when, when you're talking to someone they don't hear what you say. They, they, I don't know, somehow get it twisted or interpreted in their brain differently. But um, I've noticed that that's one of the things that my son and I have to walk through a lot is because I'll say something to him and he'll take it as like, if I, if I tell him, you know, if you, if you want to go out and see your friends, I need you to start working and doing stuff around the house. And so, and what he hears is, um, okay, I'll, I'll do, I'll clean my room and my bathroom. Well, yes, but you know, you also eat food and you need to do the dishes too, or you need to help vacuum or, you know, things like that. And, and then, so then I'll come after, I'll, I'll get after him for it, for not doing some stuff, but he'll want to go out to his friend's house and, and the conversations that we supposedly have or how he interprets them is it's so interesting how quickly words can get lost in translation. And so always be diligent with your words. Yeah. There's well through part of, uh, I'm a pastor here at new song church and part of that experience is we do a thing called prepare and enrich, which is either to help, couples before they get married or while they're married that's the enrich part there's like a test that you take and then uh, 
you get together and you go through different parts of that test and kind of you walked a couple through different things and so one of the very first thing you learn about is communication right mm-hmm. how important that is and we we think we know communicating we think we well yeah i say this thing and then they say this thing and we're communicating that's not communication communication is me saying something like right now if i would say something to you billy you then literally would repeat and go okay what i hear you say is this 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 and then i go actually no what i was trying to say is this okay what i hear you saying is this and then you say something to me and then i repeat back <coughs> think of how much more work that is that is a lot of work but that's also called active listening right that's that's the active listening part of it is that that how important words are because i don't know about you but like we can all probably pick up a fight that we've had in the past or something and it's so interesting how we purposely know how to say a word to make sure the jab gets in there yeah right so that right there proves to me that a word means something if we're able to say that to somebody we know that that has hurt us in the past mm-hmm. and how that stuff sticks around in our head a lot some of the things i've talked to people just being with a pastor and meeting with people that said they would rather have been beat than some of the physical uh, the, uh, rather physical hurt than mm-hmm. the emotional stuff from their past with people yeah because i you can deal with somebody hit you right but some of the words just over and over in their head and you're just going Yep. Yeah, it's like a stab wound that never heals. Right. Yeah. One thing, so I want to, this is something really cool is, so in Proverbs 15, 4, it says, Gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Proverbs sixteen twenty four: Kind words are like honey sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. So biblically, our tongue matters mm-hmm. that to me is so interesting on how we're not doing anything to anybody but just saying sound waves and how that can affect somebody's spirit right what in the world right that's a lot of responsibility exactly and then you think about it you know going back to the active listening and then and coupling with this and um, how many times do you say something to yourself throughout the day that you're just kind of mumbling to yourself? Like I, I used to be really bad at, um, calling myself names mm. and in this was in high school and it was before I actually like really kind of paid attention to it until I noticed that I did not like myself at all. And I don't know where this came from, but it, it had gotten to a point where it was self-hatred. Um, and I remember looking at myself in the mirror one day, and I had this idea where I just repeated to myself that I loved myself, and I would do it five times a day. And I don't know, I don't know why that thought got into my brain. I mean, I do now, but at the time, I was like, I didn't know God. I didn't have a relationship with him, so... Um, that was a game changer for me 
but just how many times we say things about ourselves throughout the day that we don't think we're hearing, but we are. Well, think about the other, the, and there's different, we can go through, there's like love languages and we won't go through all of that, but if you guys want to search, search for love languages, there's a lot of really interesting things you can find out about yourself of what, how you accept love. Mine is through gifts and words of affirmation. Uh, so there's five different ones. Mm-hmm. But uh, think about the times. I think most people have that words of affirmation in some level, of course. But think of the times where somebody has like said something really meaningful to you and how that's stuck, mm-hmm. right? How that just makes the... It makes that the day like where the times where like my my dad he'll say things like my dad I should say my my mom and dad but I'm just thinking of, of experience with my dad but he'll say things like he'll use words that you don't use every day and he like he'll go Travis I'm, par- I'm proud of you and it just shifts me right yep because you're like it's like hey, hey Trav good job with dot 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 but when somebody's like I'm proud of you and so I have tried to take that into when I'm sitting down with somebody or having a conversation with somebody and when somebody's doing something good like yesterday I could have told this person you've been doing a really good job but I was like I want you to know that we're really proud of you mm-hmm. and how that word proud means so much different than good job right that is very that just to me is very interesting on how each even within words words mean weight different right yeah yeah it's i like that how the difference of proud and good job i've started to use that word too lately and i don't even like just out of the blue but i'll tell you what it sure makes a 16 year old want to do dishes more often Oh, for sure. The right way. <laughs> this is that Proverbs fifteen four. A gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. So, when the gentle words goes to your teenager son, that means it's doing the opposite of crushing his spirit. Right. So, and instead of causing a conflict in between us, it's it's I don't know, unifying. Right. For sure. I love it. I love it. Well, do you have anything else before? So I wanted to end with one story. Absolutely. So I was in sixth grade, and so there was a, in Dickinson, one of the elementaries is called Heart River. And when they built the school, I was the first, it went from kindergarten to sixth grade. I was the class that was the first kindergartners. Okay. And then, you know, go from there, right? So we were the first ones. So I was part of that school for the whole time until sixth grade. And for some reason, my job in my head was to be a terrorizer to every teacher. <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I just, I dealt with a lot of energy, right? And very hyper and just that kind of thing. But I didn't know where to place it. Come from a good home and all that stuff. But... I would always get in trouble, you know, getting suspended or all of these different things. And so all the way up to sixth grade, 
and then my sixth grade teacher, I, I don't remember the, the certain circumstances, but I would always be a jerk to him and just be mean because mm-hmm. I was just trying to, I, really what it is when it comes all the way down to the, it's the deep hole you're longing for Christ, right? Everybody's yep. longing for that, that thing they think they're missing. And, and the world's not giving it to them. But as a kid, you have no idea how to explain that. Yep. So one thing led to another, and one of the days we got into a fight. He was a sixth-grade you know, sixth teacher, and I got sent to the principal, like, for the 800th time. <laughs> but this final – and the principal has always been amazing. He's always been walking through. But he eventually – he goes, Trav, he goes, would you – I want to take you out this weekend. And I want to, I just want to, we'll talk to your parents and just see, is this something that is possible? And, but I want to take you out this weekend. I want to, uh, we just need, I want to chat. I want to see how things are going. So that weekend he brought me, now mind you, I'm in sixth grade. So, and this is North Dakota (laughs) and, okay. But we went to, there's a town called, town called Taylor that's right outside of Dickinson mm-hmm. and we went out to their scrap yard area where you know people dump off stuff but there's like full toilets out there you know all the ceramic stuff and we went out there and sh- shot handguns because <laughs> hey, he knew how else do you get to a boy's heart right right with explosions yep so I was in sixth grade shooting like nine millimeter like 44s and like blowing up stuff this is the best thing in my life <laughs> and he did he's doing all of this for a purpose right he's he's starting to show love he just wants to show caring mm-hmm. that okay all of that happens then that same day he he gives me this box of like how to make airplanes but it was like really thick professional cardboard and how you put it all together and these are airplanes that like you shoot with like a rubber band and they go I mean, hundreds of yards. Wow. Right. It was really, yeah, this whole, think about like how you're hearing me. I'm still feeling this, right? Yeah. That's how important these, this day was of words and just things of how he lifted me up. And at the end of it, I, I can't remember the, I mean, I would lie to you if I said, these are the exact words you just said to me. Yeah. But at basically at the end of the day is he basically told me that, I'm a leader and he believes in me and that I can do better and that, but that he believes in me. And I, I don't know any more specifics from there. Okay. That changed my life. That was from that point forward, that changed the trajectory of how I saw myself. Right. One other time in seventh grade, this is cause it was the next year. So, wasn't perfect I got in trouble because one of the I went to a Catholic school after that and one of the the nuns who was teaching a health class said there was some weird thing but she said something that like I didn't agree with that was like so I got one more suspension in my life after that but it, it was like I look back at it as a moment of like yeah I probably shouldn't have said something but like I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't like me just being a jerk. It was like standing up or something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But that changed me. And that's what I believe led me to where in a few years, in like my sophomore year, where actually I accepted Christ, 
I was able to see the good in myself, so I knew that there was a good, right? Yep. Like, I always believed there was God. I've, I never once have ever questioned God. Yeah. If there was a God. But I didn't know love from a God. And so he, that man, started that. And then I saw it in my parents. I'm like, oh, this is what you guys have been trying to say to me. You don't hear it. <laughs> no, because they're your parents. Because they're your parents, like course every night parents love you right yep I don't hear nothing until like the principal tells you <laughs> <clears throat> but in conclusion what that taught me is the importance that's why I think it's so important when I I try to when I speak into somebody's life or I spend time it that matters yeah and saying those things and believing in somebody I say the goofy, stupid things to people when I'm with them and being like, man, I really appreciate you. I think, and I'm almost gooey, just like mm -hmm. lovey, right? To like help somebody know that they are valued. They Absolutely. Are. Somebody joked to me one time, they were like, Trav, you could like fire somebody and then still go out to lunch with them. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I think, well, I'm just trying to like, you know, that type of thing. I would, that's to me is an honor to hear that sentence. Absolutely. Oh, so I can, because you still have correction. You don't want to be uh, like an enabler. Yeah. And just push over. But so words, words matter. And then words matter a lot. One last verses, uh, Proverbs eighteen four. A person's words can be life giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a babbling brook. Hmm. How amazing is that? Right. A babbling brook, just like the Holy Spirit. Amen. That is great. Oh, so guard your mouth. Take. <laughs> we should guard your mouth. Watch your tongue. Um, guard your mouth and make sure that when you are. Um, helping ri raise these this next generation of people of whether it doesn't matter what age they are but this next generation of people it just watching your words and being able to show the love of Christ and then back it up with your words that that match your actions that's those are great lessons to take away from today especially Especially when you struggle to be, I don't know, diplomatic today. <laughs> maybe next week I'll be, maybe next week I'll be nicer. <laughs> right? Exactly. All right. Well, would you mind um, praying us out, Pastor Travis? Jesus, thank you for who you are, Lord. We just pray for everybody who is listening right now, Lord, I pray that you will touch uh, their heart, and Lord, that right now I just want to speak truth over them, that you are valued, that you've been uh, you've been struggling, maybe, and just know that the Lord is there with you. Um, I just feel that the, the Lord is right now wants to say to somebody that you are not what you were when you were younger, but you are forgiven from that. And so, Lord, it if that is you, just claim that from the Holy Spirit and from God and, and, and just accept that forgiveness. 
And so, Lord, we pray for protection, provision, favor, and health over us in our coming week. In your name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, thanks for visiting with us, Trav. It was amazing. Thank you for inviting me on to this awesome podcast. (laughs) Thanks. All right. We'll talk to you later then. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the 5Gen Podcast. See you next time.